The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Does a forest in California hold the secrets to time travel? And then we take a look at a bizarre phenomenon that's happening all over the world. Why are people reporting that in the middle of the day, the sun disappears? Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. Hope you guys are having a great day too. I hope you guys are having tons of fun doing whatever you're doing, and I hope you guys have some awesome plans for the weekend. Someone who I know always has the best plans for the weekend, walking into Dead Rabbit Command right now, to one of our newest Patreon supporters. Everyone get on your feet and give it up for Greenacre. One, two, three, four. Woohoo! Walk through that door, Greenacre. Greenacre, they get a little cheer. They get a little dance. They're doing a little dance as they're walking in. Greenacre, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the Patreon, if you guys can't support the show financially, no problem. Seriously, no problem. Just help spread the word about Dead Rabbit Radio. That is how you can help the show grow. Greenacre, one, two, three, four. Let's go ahead and toss you the hair hang glider. We're going to jump off the highest point at Dead Rabbit Command. Glide us all the way out to San Marcos, California. Greenacre, keep flying us out here. We're headed out to San Marcos, but we're not going to the city itself. Nearby is a place that sounds magical. And some people, a lot of people actually online, say that it is. But they probably wouldn't use the word magical. That's why I guess nobody actually says it's magical. But there's definitely something paranormal going on here. If the reports are to be believed, Outside of San Marcos, California, which that's, I believe, in Southern California, out of all the out of all the details I researched, that's the one thing I didn't double check. It's near the coast, though, I know that. There's a place called Harmony Grove. Sounds pretty nice. Also known as Elfin Forest Recreational Reserve. And this is a big patch of beautiful trees and forested area that the government has said, don't touch, don't touch, we gotta keep this place pristine. Now... It seems like it was, they were a little late. They're a little late pulling the trigger on that because it did get encroached in, kind of on all sides by development. So we have this. It's about 740 acres of woodland, but then there's like roads and Popeyes chickens and all that stuff just right outside. But what we have now has been preserved, and it's not just preserved because it's beautiful. Because there's trees everywhere in America, right? This place has some historical significance. They believe, historians believe, that there had been Native American tribes living in this area up to 9,000 years ago. They found artifacts there. They found petrographs. So it has some historical significance in the area. The idea is, though, that although they may have had one tribe that settled in the area, a lot of different tribes used Elfin Forest as a meeting place 
that makes sense, right? You'd want to meet someplace beautiful. If you if you were thinking about declaring war against another tribe, you'd be like, let's do it among the groves. Let's look at the trees above us. Maybe it'll make us maybe it'll make us less likely to start a war. Maybe we can make a bunch of arrows behind their backs. We're like picking up twigs and stuff. It makes sense. It makes sense. I guess nowadays when two nations want to like not fight, they go in indoors. They go into like a building. I guess it what was it? World War, Civil War? They did it on a train. Seems a little, little tricky. <laughs> the train's moving. You're trying to sign the peace treaty. The train's all bumping you around. Uh, I think the, I actually think the train. I think the train had stopped at that point. But it would make sense if you wanted to stop a war to do it in a beautiful place. You'd be like, "Listen, bros, do we really want to start dropping bombs? Look at this awesome orange tree right next to you." And they're like, "Yeah, who wants to blow up an orange tree?" So. The native tribes in the area used this place to have meetings. And then you had other tribes that pretty much just used this place all the time. They lived there. Beautiful place. But what's happened now, when people go to this area, and it is pretty touristy, you do have a lot of people. You have locals constantly driving through this area because it's a shortcut. (laughs) Get out of the way, orange trees, driving over them with your bulldozer. I'm on my way to bulldozing school. People nowadays go, uh, yeah, you know, the trees are nice and all, but it's actually really creepy. Like, it seems like the whole area is infused with dark energy. So how did it go from being this place where you had people wanting to go? Well, people still want to go there. It's not like you got to put a gun in someone's head and take them to the forest, unless, you know, you're kidnapping them and taking them to the forest. But you, you used to have the tribes go here to talk issues out, or just to meet, you know, just meet and greet, exchange info. Why is it so charged with negative energy? This is, it's interesting because locals do say this place is creepy. You'll find a lot of articles about Elfin Forest, Harmony Grove, all this stuff. Let's take a look at why this place may be charged with negative energy. And it's fascinating because a lot of urban legends, when I'm reading all this stuff, the newspaper articles, I can find several newspaper articles that talk about these events. Some websites are more convinced that these things actually happen. Other websites go, well, this is a local legend. But apparently back in the 19th century, you still had a local tribe in the area using this patch of land. But you also had a bunch of gypsies show up. A bunch of West Coast gypsies. And they found Elfin Forest and they go, hey, let's set up gypsy camps here. Now, the natives weren't down with that. They didn't want that. There's much interlopers hanging out among their trees. And then the settlers who had moved over here, right? People who'd come over for the gold rush, they just didn't like gypsies. They thought they were spooky, magical thieves. So whoever it was, whether it was the native tribe or the gold rush dudes, they wiped out this gypsy camp, killed everybody. Again, you would find articles saying this did happen, and other articles say, we don't know, this is the story that's in the area. But apparently by doing this, they've spawned the legend of the witch. The witch of Elfin Forest. There's sightings of this phantom to this day. What it is, it's a witch that really... I mean, at a certain point, it blurs the line between a paranormal phenomenon and a flesh-and-blood cryptid. Very, very interesting phenomenon that may be going on here at Elfin Forest. People say if you go out, first off, if any story ever starts off with, if you go out late at night, it's probably an urban legend because definitely it should be, if it was a flesh and blood thing, you'd see it during the day. Or maybe not an urban legend, but at least maybe not a cryptid like I was saying. But if you go out late at night, you may see the witch. 
But it's not just some, like, lame old witch, right? This witch rides a horse, which automatically makes it more frightening. If you had to choose between fighting a witch or fighting a witch and they were on a horse, the horse makes it scarier, right? You could probably take a witch. You could probably beat them up before they cast too many spells on you. But... I mean, whether or not you win a fist fight with a witch, the horse is going to trample you to death. She's on the back of this huge black stallion, and if you enter the forest, her forest, she knows. She knows where you're at at all times. She's omnipotent when you're in her forest, and this is a very interesting thing. We covered something like this just this week. Once you're in her forest, the witch knows where you're at, and if she wants to, she'll actually come to seek you out. But you won't see her, you won't hear her, But she's on her horse walking through the forest. And if she sees you and you don't see her, she puts a psychic brand on you. She actually marks your soul. And that's it. That's it. Nothing too bad. (laughs) Just a standard soul scorching burn. You get to go home. You go home. You're out on your hike. You're walking through Elfin Forest. No big deal. But if you ever return to Elfin Forest, you'll die. You'll just die right on the spot. Apparently, it's like almost like a uh, a time-released ward. I mean, technically, you figure, why doesn't she just kill them then, the first time? Who knows? Who knows, right? Gypsy. Gypsy magic could be weird. Probably is. And she can do that as well. Other people say that that's if you don't see her. If you're walking through the forest, she'll come up behind you and she'll brand you. If you ever come back to the forest, you die. That should, if if that part of the legend was true, you should see a couple of TripAdvisor bad reviews on the place, man. Like, I loved it the first time my uncle took me, but the second time he died. She can also just kill you where you stand. Apparently, if she sees you and you see her... She shoots green beans. <laughs> she shoots. She's, I mean, at a certain point, it does just sound like something you tell your little sister to make her not go into the forest. She shoots green beams out of her eyes and it kills you on the spot. It's interesting to think that on the one hand, like, yes, in the world of the paranormal, that's all believable. The other thing you wonder, like, how do I, I have this about a lot of stories. How do we know that? If you see her and she sees you, she'll shoot green beams out of her eyes and blow you up. Which isn't, it doesn't say that it blows you up. It's like this 1980s action explosion that you die. Obviously, the only person, the only people who would be able to tell that story would be the people who died. I mean, I guess if you were standing next to your uncle and he's like, Ah, uh, yes, I just filled out five stars on TripAdvisor. My favorite place. And then you saw a witch... And he saw the witch, and the witch only blew him up. I mean, I guess you could go and tell people that. You would survive, right? You'd be able to survive. <laughs> I don't think the police... If you told the police that, you're not telling anyone else. You're probably going to a mental hospital. No, no, I swear, the witch shot him with green beams. So, I mean, where are these stories coming from? I, I will say... Let's let's rate these on the... Let's rate this on the Haunted Forest meter. I would give... The Legend of the Witch, maybe a three out of five, three out of five eye beams. Because it's spooky. I actually like the idea of her leaving the psychic mark on you better because 
then I, I don't know. I guess it's all. I guess it's all sounds like an urban legend. It all sounds like fable, but it's a little more realistic. You could say, "Well, I'm a medium. I can sense the spirit world, and the witch put a mark on me, and now I'm not a medium anymore. I'm I'm just a low. I can only talk to some spirits. She scarred my psychic abilities." If the legend is, if you see her and she sees you, you die. There'd be no one left to tell that legend. But that's not all we have to talk about here at Elfin Forest. There is a, again, interesting. On the one hand, if it was just the story of the witch, I would go, well, that's just an interesting paranormal place that might be haunted. Let's take a look at another one of the phenomenon that appears to happen in Elfin Woods. I'd love to check this place out. This sounds really dope. I mean, it's funny because some of the, like I said, this is reported in like local newspapers. This is a big thing in the area. People are constantly talking about it. They say, you know, they'll talk, they'll talk about the witch shooting laser beams out of her eyes, right? And next, the sports section. They'll talk about that, but then they'll also just say, some, some of the articles don't mention the witch, but they'll say there are like hundreds, hundreds of paranormal sightings in the woods here like this is something that's been known for generations even if you're able to just like ufo sightings disregard 90 percent of them you're still having a ton of sightings in this area i'd love to go out there there are no there are no trespassing signs in certain parts of it we'll get to that in a second but let's go back to this other major phenomenon in the area it's the great owl this owl is a 10-foot tall, not 10-foot wingspan, 10 10 feet tall with a huge difference between the two, a 10-foot tall owl, so its wingspan has to just be massive, that after dark, it will attack hikers walking through the woods. This this 10-foot owl will come after you. Now, not... It'd be one thing if it was just buzzing your head. You're like, ah, that was a big owl. And then you're just continuing your slow walk through the forest. This dude eats people. This owl will eat you. Again, the citation needed. I'm not saying you're out in the forest right now listening to this. You're like, oh no, he's speaking about this like it happens every single day. The legends say that this owl can actually kill and devour a human. And it, it enjoys it. It actually loves to hunt people down and eat them. And you're not even safe in your car. And it's so interesting to think of this area because the 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 area itself is crisscrossed with roads. Like the the witch will ride her horse. The witch will ride her horse just straight down the middle of the road. And cars are driving by. There have been reports that this witch or a lady in white, which also is constantly running across the street, causes car accidents. And the authorities in the area say we get more car accidents in Elfin Forest than we should. Like, statistically, for this stretch of road, we should not be having 24 car accidents a year. But we seem to run into those with Elfin Road, with the roads in this area. But we seem to run into that with the roads in this area. This owl will eat people. There's no real... (laughs) There is no police report of the cops finding a giant owl pellet, a giant piece of owl poop and them digging through it like it's a little science kit they got at the toy store and finding human skull. There have been no reports of... There have been no official reports, I should say, of humans being eaten by giant owls, but this owl likes to eat people so much that let's say you are in your car. You're driving down the road. You're just trying to take a shortcut. He'll rip the roof off your car and eat you. Again, there's no police reports of that. But stories say 
that'll come after you. That's a pretty violent cryptid. It's funny, I keep saying cryptid. It could be more classified as a ghost or a gypsy curse, even. It's funny because cryptids often have, like, wards against them. Like, well, if you do this, if you make sure that you keep your teeth covered, then the horse lady won't see you. That's an actual... That's one of my favorite cryptids, honestly. I'll put that episode in the show notes. It's super creepy. You know, there's no way to ward... There's no way to ward it off is to not be anywhere around it. This owl will eat you if he finds you. It's not that you can be like, well, flip three coins in the air, and if they both land tails... He'll leave you. No, he'll eat you. He'll eat you and he'll eat the coin. And then he'll poop you guys off in a giant big pellet together. We got one more place to check out in in this area. And this is where, this is what I love about urban legends. I love about talking about this stuff, researching this stuff for the show. Is to find, because obviously I'm finding all these stories and I go, are these true? (laughs) Is there really a giant owl flying around Southern California? I will look into it. A lot of these stories talked about an abandoned insane asylum. There's abandoned insane asylum in Elfin Forest. These are actually the easiest things to prove or disprove because somewhere there has to be a record of this. I was not able to find proof that there was a gypsy colony there in the 19th century. That's pretty hard. But a brick-and-mortar insane asylum, there will be news articles in it of some sort, right? Of it opening or closing or a Wikipedia article about it closing because a giant owl was dressed up as a doctor and ate all the patients. A lot of these stories, a lot of these websites that were talking about Elfin Forest talked about the abandoned insane asylum, but this is when you went to go read actual news articles, like local newspapers talking about this. They would say there is no abandoned insane asylum. What happened was there is... It's still there. It's actually still there. A huge retreat, a huge resort called Quest Haven Retreat. This is 640 acres. Like this is, I, some, I, I was getting confused if this is part of the initial 700 plus acres of Elfin Forest. I think this is an addition to that. But back in the 1940s, this giant like spiritual retreat was built in this area. The The building itself isn't 640 acres, but there's like this beautiful building that has this labyrinthine, like stone structure thing. It's not, when you hear labyrinth, you think, oh, it's really cool. There's like hedges and you can get lost and eventually like dogs are chasing you down. You're beating them up. No. When no, when normal kind of lamos talk about labyrinths, it's just a bunch of like rocks in the ground And you can look over them. They're not like rocks so big. You're like, oh, mom, dad, where are you? It's just like pebbles. It's like a rock path. That's what the labyrinth was. I remember I was so disappointed when we went on a field trip and the teacher kept saying, and there's going to be a labyrinth. And I was like, yeah, I'm sharpening my sword. I'm getting my shield ready. No, we went out there and it was just like this line in this. Oh, I was so mad. It was just like this line in the dirt. It's like two. It's like. My disappointment, my disappointment leaves me speechless. You, it's just like a circular path of rocks, and my teacher's like, and if you walk around the circles, your mind is clear. I was so mad, dude, so mad. Anyways, the Quest Haven has one of these lamo labyrinths too. They have it. And it's like this stone laid out type of dumb thing, right? And you can walk around. Uh, waste of time. You go in, I think there's like spas and stuff like that. It's still in operation today. You can go out there. It looks old. It was built in the 1940s, and at night, there's nobody there. So you would think it was some sort of insane asylum. 
So that's where those stories came from. The stories that there was like an abandoned insane asylum. You can still see the ghosts in the area. The place is heavily patrolled by security at this point because a lot of teenagers are constantly going out there. And it's so fascinating because they'll say you can see the ghost of escaped inmates in the bushes. Now, we know there was no insane asylum there. Maybe there was that one kid who got lost in the labyrinth. He was the size of an ant. He's like, let me out. But there are, like, you have reports of shadow men in the bushes. Not connected to the insane asylum. And we've talked about this before. Sometimes people will see a ghost and they'll connect a backstory to it. It's not saying that the ghost doesn't exist. The ghost most likely exists. But people are trying to explain it. They go, oh, these must have been inmates. But no, they're just shadow men. This whole area is just infused with dark energy, and it's so interesting because it used to be a place of positive energy. When we look at the petrographs, and when we look at the artifacts, when we look at the tribal history of this area, there was no recording of it being infused with darkness, but nowadays it is. There's sightings of shadow men in the bushes. There are sightings of the, the white woman who's like dressed in all white. She'll follow hikers down the trail. Sometimes she's responsible for causing car accidents. There's ghosts of Native Americans still walking these woods. And then we have the witch on horseback. We have the giant owl. And again, this place is considered to be one of the most haunted areas in one of the most haunted states. There are just hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of sightings. But what I thought was so fascinating, what actually brought me to this place in the first place. I was on the Shadowlands.net. I never heard of this place before. I might have passed it in my research. I used to do a a lot of ghost research of places in California because I lived there, but the place never stuck with me. The, the, the witch never branded my soul. Well, I was reading the shadowlands.net the other day. I was going through all of my California files looking for some cool stuff to talk about. And I came across the San Marcos, the Quest Haven Elfin Forest entry here. And I was like, okay, ghosts in the area, Native American ghosts, gypsy massacre and stuff like that. This is what I thought was really interesting. It said, quote, There is also believed to be a circle of stones, and if you walk through them, time lapses. And that's what got me to do a deep dive into Elfin Forest. That's what set me off on this quest and reading all these articles and finding about insane asylums and <laughs> fearing that a giant owl was going to eat me at any point. Reading all this stuff, and there is zero other reference to this in all of the articles I read. None. And I started to think about it. I go, I wonder if the circle of stones they're talking about is the labyrinth. And again, it's about as scary as bathroom tile laid out in the dirt. Like, it's just this. I mean, it's pretty, I guess. But it's not what you would think of when you would think of a labyrinth. And it's definitely not what you would think of about something I'm making time-lapse. So there might be a separate circle of stones somewhere, because again, it's a pretty large nature reserve, or it could be referring to the labyrinth. I'm not for sure, but I was looking around, looking around, looking around, because I was like, that's fascinating. Like, if you could have a place that you could walk through and it causes some sort of temporal distortion, that's definitely a place worth investigating. What was so weird is I couldn't find any reference to this but one article. There's a website called Patch News, and what it is is it's basically local. It's a community-driven newspaper, but it's a website so you put in your zip code and you can read articles written by contributors in your area. It's like a local newspaper website. 
for all localities. I came across this quote. Quote, the short drive through Harmony Grove and Elfin Forest not only feels like something out of the Twilight Zone, but it also feels like a mindless time warp. That's interesting. It's not exactly what I was looking for, right? But it's close. And I remember, because I read all these articles about the forest, and I'm reading all these accounts of these ghostly encounters, and... So many articles mentioned this area as a shortcut. It's a shortcut through the area. Elfin Forest, it's beautiful. It's a quick shortcut to get where you're wanting to go, but it sure can be creepy. This shortcut, and I started thinking, on the map, sure, it probably is a shortcut if you're able to just drive through this nature reserve. You know, you got all this protected wilderness on either side of the road, but this road was paved before then. They're just going to keep it up, and it's a shortcut. I'm wondering if, yes, if you look at a map, it's a shortcut, but it does feel, the fact that it's referred to as a shortcut multiple times across multiple articles, and we have this one that does say, it is weird when you're driving through it, you do feel like you're in this mindless time warp. Then we have the Shadowlands thing that specifically says there's a place in here that causes time to lapse. I wonder if there is some sort of temporal distortion going on in this area. And it may not be so huge that it's super noticeable. Where it's not like you go through this area and a 30 minute journey feels like it's three minutes. But I'm wondering if that's, I'm wondering if yes, technically it is a shortcut. But the reason why people always refer to it as that is because time is shifting in this area. Does that make sense? There's a lot of things that we do, a lot of places we go, that roads are actually shortcuts to where we want to go. But if someone ever asked you about Michelin Avenue, would you go, oh, the shortcut, eh? The shortcut. Like, yeah, technically it's a shortcut, but the... You know what I mean? (laughs) Jason, you're really stretching on this one. No, I think that this area may have some sort of temporal distortion. So when people talk about it, they talk about... I mean, think about it this way. Think about the other stuff that's going on here. Giant Owl, Abandoned Insane Asylum, Killer Witches. And we'll see some of those articles talk about them, some of those articles not. Some of them articles mention more of the ghost stuff. Some of them mention the legends of the gypsies. But I won't say all the articles mentioned it as a shortcut, but it was a constant refrain. I wonder if when you drive through this area, you are suffering some sort of temporal distortion. And even if it is just a minute, 30 seconds, whatever... It's enough that your brain goes, wow, I got here quick. Huh. I mean, I guess it is a quicker way to go down that road. But there is some sort of temporal. I, I find that absolutely fascinating. When we talk about the world of stuff like this, that's, again, a alien-level technology. It's either alien-level or like Rip Van Winkle godlike powers, right? To be able to shift time. And even the aliens, it's not so much that they throw you ahead in time, it's that you just lose track of time. Like, the three hours passed, your friends were wondering where you were at. So even that, this would be like a huge... If this worked, this would be huge. I would love... This would be an area I would love to check out. And I know there's no trespassing signs everywhere, but if you live in the area... I'd love to hear your stories or for you to go out. You go out there, you come back, you got these green laser beam scorch marks all over you. The legend was true. Fascinating stuff. Is there actually, I mean, all the other stuff is really, really cool. But is it possible that in San Marcos, California, there is a nature preserve that 
changes reality, that shifts you through time somehow, some way. Who knows? Absolutely fascinating. And it really, for pound for pound, it does seem like one of the most haunted areas we've covered. Awesome. Okay. And possibly one of the most powerful, right? That it could actually manipulate time. Fascinating stuff. I love it. Greenacre1234, let's go ahead and toss you the keys of the carpenter copter. We are leaving behind Elfin Forest. Fly us all the way out to Venice Beach. This next story, I know we don't have a lot of time left on the episode. This next story is not super long, but it's so... It's interesting. It's really, really interesting. And I'm trying to figure out how widespread this phenomenon is. A long time ago, we started covering this thing known as the Black Bedroom. The Black Bedroom Effect. I'll put a couple of those episodes in the show notes. It's something that I've stumbled across on my research where people have posted online saying they wake up in the middle of the night and their room's pitch black. But it's not pitch black because the lights are off. It's just black. And they can get up and they can walk all around the room and they never find the walls to their room. Now, you could say just a dream, right? Just a dream would be the most likely explanation. But then you have other versions of it. These people have posted different versions. And sometimes they communicate with each other. Sometimes I'll be reading a thread and they're like, oh, something like that happened to me. Sometimes they'll walk around the room. It'll be completely pitch black. They can't find the walls. Other time, there was one version where someone woke up in the middle of the night Their room was completely black. They looked out their bedroom window and the world was completely black. You go, Jason, of course, it's nighttime. No, all the streetlights were off. All the houses with all their lights were off. It's this eerie form of darkness. You had a variation where someone woke up in the middle of the night and their room was completely black. But when they looked down at their feet, their bedroom floor was the galaxy. Like they're looking down at the galaxy. Okay, I know a lot of these may seem like dreams. But this was a phenomenon, as far as I know, it has never been investigated anywhere else. And I'll say it has never been connected, right? These are just stories floating around out there. And Dead Rabbit Radio has been the one to start to create this black bedroom phenomenon. Not created in the sense of making it up, but connect these things. Because a lot of people have paranormal... Things happen, and if you woke up in the middle of the night and there was a little boy standing at the foot of your bed going, Mommy, leave me. You never leave me. You know what to do. You definitely know who to call, right? The Ghostbusters. You're like, that's a ghost. And you would know what to do, right? You could tell your friends. You could set up up a camera, become a famous TikToker. Definitely, like, call a spiritual leader, take care of it, have the house saged. You know what to do. You woke up in the middle of the night, and there was a gray alien standing there. (laughs) He goes, Mommy, leave me. Mommy, leave me. You be my mommy. You'd be confused, but you would know what to do. You would know who to contact. You could contact these UFOlogy groups. If you woke up in the middle of the night, and you were standing in an infinite black void, who are you going to call? Right? You may post about it online. You may mention it to your friends. You may never say anything. You'd be like, wow. Must have just been a really intense dream. That's one of the things I love about doing this show. We cover the stuff that nobody else covers. And it's daily, right? So we got to cover. We've got to always have something to talk about. So we're always pushing the envelope. And this might be something else like that. Could be nothing. I actually thought that maybe there's a medical condition for this. 
But let's go into it. Let's go into it. I just said we didn't have a lot of time left on the show, and I went on a huge segue, but I thought it was important. May 13th, 2021. There's a teenage girl online. She goes by the handle Adri5702. We're just going to call her Becky. May 13th, 2021. Becky's down in Southern California with a friend. They're hanging out. They're hitting up all the tourist sites. Disneyland, (laughs) Elfin Forest, they swing on by there. Come home with I Dodged the Beams, and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. So May 13th, they're at Venice Beach right now. They're still on their vacation down in Southern California. They're out in the water of Venice Beach. They're looking for shells. They're not alone. Middle of the day. Beach is crowded. People are all walking around. Becky's out there in the water. They're not like submerged. They're not swimming deep in the water like they're living out Avatar or something like that. Just standing there looking for shells. And all of a sudden, Becky realizes it's nighttime. And then it's sunny again. Becky's like, what in the What was that? And she said, listen, this only lasted for a second. It was not. And you could tell that she's probably had to explain this to people before. And people go, was it like this? Was it like that? She goes, it was not like I was blinking. It was not like something passed by the sun, like a cloud or an object. It wasn't like an eclipse. She says the world didn't go pitch black. So she couldn't see anything. All of a sudden it was nighttime. And she's looking now at the midday sun. And then she realizes that her friend standing next to her is looking up at the sky as well. Becky goes, did you, did you just see that? And her friend's like, yeah. What was that? It was nighttime all of a sudden. Just for a second. What was that? Becky doesn't have an answer. Becky doesn't have an answer. She turns, though, and she looks back at the beach. And not everyone. Not everyone. But there was a lot of people at the beach. Looking up at the sky. And then turning to each other and being like, what was that? So she could tell they saw it as well. Just from their reactions. She she coined the term sunblink. That was the only way she could describe it. She goes, I don't really know what it was. It was like the sun blinked out of existence and it just became nighttime all of a sudden. Now, she posted this online recently and you got a lot of people saying like, maybe it was a, maybe it was a meteor. <laughs> maybe it was a meteorite that passed by the sun that was big enough to blot out the sun. A lot of people are saying so. Maybe it was the clouds. Maybe it was this. Maybe it was that. I mean... There might be a valid explanation, but then we find multiple reports of this as well. And this is fairly common, not not the sun blink itself. But again, if people experience this, they may go, I don't know what that was. And they kind of file it away in their weird phenomenon I've experienced file. But then when someone else mentions it, they could go, oh man, I, I saw that and I didn't know what it was. But now they know they're not alone. Someone else posted a few years ago there in Western Australia. The sun blinked out. We have the same phenomenon as the first time. The sun blinked out. This time it lasted for two to three seconds. The world instantly became night. And then it was day once again. One witness said that they had experienced this twice. 
once they were in a building and they noticed all the sunlight disappeared outside the building. Second time they were in a bedroom with daylight coming in through the bedroom window. Same thing. Went pitch black outside. They Their version of the story is interesting because they're indoors. The people on the beach wouldn't have noticed this. The high school students might have noticed this, but this happened to one person twice. All electronic devices and all artificial lighting died as well and then came back on. Someone else posted it. They were a high school student visiting a college, hanging out in the dorm. For less than a second, the sun disappeared. It instantly became night. Multiple witnesses. It's fascinating. These stories have multiple witnesses. We have this happening over and over again. The last one that I found on just this one report, someone posted this on Reddit, and all these other accounts began responding to it, which makes me think, like the black bedroom phenomenon I took like a couple months to put that pattern together. That was multiple reports, multiple reports over time because I was just consuming so much information or I read so many articles to get this stuff and I started to go, oh, this is kind of like that story we covered before. This is from one posting we got all this spring 2014 at Playa del Carmen Resort. Playa del Carmen. Multiple witnesses at a hotel Multiple locations at the hotel. The person who was writing this said they were with their spouse in the lobby. They were like checking into the hotel. Sun disappeared. Split second, day to night. Back to normal. And the clerk behind the desk checking them in saw it. It actually freaked them out. They ducked down behind the counter because they had no idea what was happening. The clerk behind the desk who was checking them in saw it. The husband and wife saw it. A couple of other people at the resort saw it. But then you had other people. This is so interesting. You had a bunch of other people at the resort. Nothing. Didn't see anything. What is this? This is fascinating. And I'm honestly thinking this is way more common. Because this all came off of one post. Could be a total LARP. Could be a total ARG. And if it is, I apologize for wasting your time. But absolutely fascinating. Again, going with the... I mean, originally we were talking about the ability to shift through time. What is this? Is it that? Are people suddenly... I don't think so. I don't think it would be a shift from day to night. It has to be some sort of phenomenon. But I... I, Obviously, some of the answers... People talking about this, they said, you know, clouds moving in front. stuff That just wouldn't make sense. Clouds don't move in a second... It wouldn't cause the world to go pitch black. We all know what it's like when a cloud goes in front of the sun. It dims it. But not to the point where you think you're having tunnel vision. Not to the point where it's nighttime. Other people are saying the simulation is breaking down. And whether that was tongue-in-cheek or not, that would be the power level that this would require. For the sun to go out... This would require some sort of cosmic level interference, aliens, right? Or something with reality actually ceasing to work. What I think is really interesting is the earliest story we have on just this post is 2014. Which makes me think it's a relatively recent phenomenon. I can't say that I've never come across anything like this in 30 years of paranormal research. But... If I did, it was so isolated, I don't remember it. I know there's probably been stories just off the top of my head of aliens abducting people. 
during the day and then being returned at night. But again, that's the that's a progress of time. They didn't make the sun disappear. That's that's biblical stuff. And when I, I tried looking up more information on this, and they're like, you know, if a volcano goes up, you know, yeah, I know that. There are things that can block the sun, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the sun disappearing for just the second. This is awesome. I mean, I guess it's not awesome if the simulation's breaking down or if the sun's disappearing, but you know what I mean? Like, this would be a huge paranormal event. This would be on the If this continues, this would be the level of the trumpets in the sky phenomenon. I heard that. Before I ever saw a video on YouTube, before any of that, and again, so this is a perfect way to wrap up the episode. I might have talked about this before, but I'm sure I have. There's that trumpets in the sky phenomenon, and if you you can type it in YouTube and you can hear these videos and people go, oh, that's just construction vehicles in the area. Oh, that video from Russia, that's Photoshop. Before any of those videos came out, by a couple of years, I remember my little brother was hanging out at my grandma's house with me, he he was visiting from college, and he was headed back out, and I was walking him back out to the car, and as we were walking out to the car, and it had to be like 8, 9 o'clock at night, right? We're walking out to the car, and there is the loudest noise that it sounded like someone was, I don't want to say like blowing, it was just this, this super super loud noise and it was coming from right over the horizon i could hear it and what's interesting was my brain was telling me it's just a vehicle passing by so just talk over it right at this point me and my little brother were walking to his car and we're continuing our conversation and i'm yelling to be heard over the sound It was just like one long note. And I'm yelling and I'm yelling. And my little brother's on like, "Uh uh uh-huh, uh-huh, he's listening to me. He's listening to me. And then like this went on for a minute or two. And finally I go, what is that? What is that noise? Because I got tired of yelling over it. And at first I thought it was just something driving by. But as it continued, I'm yelling. I go, what is that? What is that noise? And my little brother's like, what? I go, that noise, and I'm pointing out, like, past the neighborhood. I'm pointing out to the horizon. I go, that noise. What is that noise? And he's like, what are you talking about? I go, you don't hear that? And he's like, no, I don't hear it at all. It went on for minutes, because I remember him being like, okay, see you later, bro. It's nice hanging out with you. Nice vacation, giving him a hug and all that stuff. It's like, see you later. And my little brother gets in his car and drives away. And I just went inside. I didn't think it was anything. I didn't put it together that it was anything paranormal at all. I was like, what was that noise? That was so loud and so long. I was like, it had to have been construction equipment. That's exactly what I thought. It wasn't until later, when I started hearing people talk about the sky trumpets, I was like, that was what I heard. And it was so weird because my little brother didn't hear nothing. And I heard it so loud, I was yelling over the noise. To keep talking about movies or video games or whatever we were talking about. I was yelling over the noise. This may be something like that. 
that people just experience and they don't make a connection. They just think it was them at that moment, but it may be something that's happened multiple times. The fact that one person could post about it and six or seven people responded leads me to think that this is fairly common. Which makes me wonder if the disinfo campaign is going to start up soon, where you're going to start seeing YouTube videos of the sun blinking. Someone did post a video like that, but I just think that was lens flare. I don't think they were really paying attention to what the article was. But watch, we'll see if in the next year or two, if this keeps popping up, you start to see the disinfo campaign. Because the videos of the Sky Trumpet, a lot of those I think are fake. What's weird is they get the sound pretty close. They do get the sound pretty close. So I don't know if the videos are actually fake or if the comments are the disinfo trying to make them seem fake so people brush the whole thing off. But I 100% heard that with my own ears standing outside my grandma's house in Orangevale, California. 100%. Fascinating stuff. We'll see if the disinfo campaign starts to pop up if they start to fake videos of the sun blinking out. So in the future when people talk about this, People are like, ah, oh, that's fake. That was on YouTube. You just made it up. That's fake. I saw that video. It's just a, just someone in the editing shop deleting the sun, putting it back in a second later. We can handle a ghost boy in our room. We can beat up a witch or maybe outrun a witch on horseback, maybe. We can evade a flying owl. We can become king of the insane asylum. But how do you fight something that is so powerful it can delete the sun? We may not know how to fight it. We may not know how to stop this phenomenon. But we better figure out a way, right? We better figure out what this is and how to prevent it. Gotta do something before whatever this thing is decides to delete the sun for more than just a few seconds. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. TikTok is at deadrabbitradio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great weekend, guys.